0: So you want a better life. You say you like to have fun. You say you're creative and you're willing to do what it takes to live your best life. Well, you've come to the right place along the journey of life. You can't
1: stop the music.
0: Nobody can stop the music. Welcome to the Village People Podcast, a weekly podcast for all people, the creative people, produced by The Mend Lifestyle, where we discuss all things life. And where our goal is a disciplined lifestyle, sustained aspiration, nurtured intuition, creative expression, and intentional love. And now, your host, creative director, philosopher, and your dear friend, Delvin Eugene Reese.
1: Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Delvin Eugene Reese, your host here on the Village People Podcast, hosted by The Mend Lifestyle. I am so excited about today's episode Because I believe it's going to be life changing uh, for many and I believe it's going to be a space where many will be able to throw off a burden and be able to walk in freedom. So I'm so excited. So I want to welcome everyone. If this is your first time, whether you were drawn here by the title or you just kind of wandered here. Um, I want to welcome you and I'm so happy that you're here because I believe that everything is intentional. So I welcome you, welcome you, welcome you. And those that have been following for some time, either you joined us from the very first podcast or you uh, just joined in maybe one or two podcasts ago. I want to welcome you as well. Thank you so much for investing your time into this lifestyle. I am so happy again that you could be a part, but more so, I'm happy that we get to fill you along the path, this journey called life or like, as I like to call it, the treasure hunt. So we have an affirmation here. And for those that are new, I ask that you would just repeat after me. And then we typically say it two times. The second time, I want you to get it and state it emphatically. First time, listen to it, make sure it's something that agrees with you. And then the second time, if you're on board, I need you to say this thing emphatically. And then hopefully you commit it to memory at some point. Where then you can can just emphatically say it and believe it till your life becomes autopilot as a result of it. Here we go. Now, I am the voice. I will lead, not follow. I will believe and not doubt. I will create and not destroy. I am called for God, by God, to God. I am a leader. I defy the odds. I set new standards. I now step up. I am. The mend lifestyle. Let's repeat that again. Now, I am the voice. I will lead and not follow. I will believe and not doubt. I will create and not destroy. I am called for God, by God, to God. I am a leader. I defy the odds. I set new standards. I now step up. I am living the mend lifestyle and men for those that are new is an acronym motivate educate nurture and discover it is our intention that you will be motivated in all things that no matter what comes your way that you will understand that all things are intentional and everything is just pushing you forward so that you can keep stepping moving toward the treasures of your soul of your soul the things that god is trying to get you the 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 the, uh, i'm not going to get into that educate We want that you would be educated in all things, whether it's you stopping by the men lifestyle and something uh, intriguing you or educating you. But more so, we want you educated by your own path that you would stop, slow down enough to watch the twists and turns, the events and occurrences and understand what God is trying to teach you and what he's trying to put on the inside of you to push you forward for what is to come. For what is to come we want you to be educated and and thirdly nurture in nurture we want you to be nurtured we want you to feel nurtured here we want you to know that this is a safe space that when you join this journey when you you connect with those of us the collective as i like to call y'all the creatives that you will feel so compelled to be nurtured uh, and that you will then begin to nurture your own soul nurture your heart nurture your mind take care of of you so that you will be able to share and take care of others as you meet them along the path. And then lastly, discovery, discover, excuse me. We want and we are excited that you are going to discover so many great things about your life. And even if it starts out looking like terror, that you understand that in your autopilot, you understand that this is just another opportunity for me to discover the great things that God has in store for me, And then we have foundational things that kind of help us stay in that mind frame of men and it's disciplined lifestyle, nurtured intuition, sustained aspiration, creative expression and intentional love. Disciplined lifestyle. First of all, our lives aren't perfect. Our lives aren't perfect. And if you've been trying to live a perfect life, I want to help remove that burden from you that you don't have to live a perfect life. You simply just need to live life. And that discipline that we speak about is you finding the boundaries for your soul so that you don't step out of the will of God. So your discipline may look very different from my discipline. And all of us are growing in our discipline. Uh, And so that's something that we're understanding, but always understanding and becoming so well acquainted with soul, the inner compass, God, that you understand what your boundaries are, what you can touch, what you can't, what you can do, what you cannot do. That's a disciplined lifestyle, nurtured intuition. There's that word again, nurture. We want you to continue to nurture this relationship, that you will slow life down, that you could be so in tune with the inner compass God that's already on the inside of you. This great investment that you will be so invested in it, that your intuition will be nurtured and will grow day by day through circumstance, occurrences, trials and tribulations, whatever you want to call them, understanding that you win, therefore. I can be at peace. Right. And then sustained aspiration. We want you to understand that we know, we know, I know, all of us know that we have goals that we want to attain, but they must be in accordance with the will of God and the purpose of God for our life. So that sustaining is I know I want it. I know I've seen it. I know I've dreamt it. But you know what? In patience, I get to possess the riches of my soul. So I learn to take step by step. And what shall come will come. What shall come will come. That sustained aspiration and then creative expression. I talked about in a podcast, I think uh, the last one or the one before that, about the story of Joseph. We want you to walk in full color, understanding that you don't have to be muted gray. You don't have to be muted gray. You can live in the vibrance and everything that you feel and explore life and live in full color that is God's intention you were birthed you were you've come from a God that is creative uh, that's colorful that's brilliant and bright and we have an expectation that you will live that life a creative life creative expression and then lastly intentional love but the most important thing a part of this men lifestyle understanding that our lives have been called to love called to love We've been placed here to love and that's to love everybody. That is no, there's nothing else that I could say about that. We have intention. It must become our intention rather that we love everybody. We don't have to understand. It doesn't have to feel good all the time, but we must hold ourselves accountable to this powerful, powerful, powerful weapon called love love never fails I love you my friend 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 so real quickly before we get into what we're going to be talking about today I wanted to announce again that on October the 5th that's coming up really really soon that we men lifestyle uh, we will be launching another part of the collective for those that um, have been following me for some time you know that I started the men project in Atlanta Georgia and um just it was just an amazing experience. And then I end up moving up up north and here we're about to establish in New York, another part of the collective. And you'll be learning more about the collective as we roll some other things out as it relates to the community and different things. Um, it, it's just going to be an amazing journey uh, that I believe is going to change a lot of lives. But in this space now, we are launching what I call the cleanse, the cleanse, the cleanse. And this is a house music soul experience. will be hosted in harlem north uh, i was about to say north carolina again excuse me harlem new york at the underbar and that's located at 280 half west 115th street new york new york 10026 and we'll have happy hour from 7 to 9 and then from 9 to 2 a.m we're hitting the dance floor baby this thing is all about rhythm it is us uh getting into movement moving, simulating movement with like people, those that have our heart, that want the purpose of God, that want the things of God and just like to have fun. So there will be um, libations. There will be drinks. uh, We have drink specials. There will be bottle service. Uh, It's just going to be a good time. And as I've said before, it is our intention to not to moderate your life, not to tell you what to do with your life. But we believe that when you have that nurtured intuition, you will understand what you can and what you cannot do and you will be able to make the decision of what you will consume and how much you should consume and i think that's that's very very important so this lifestyle we're simply offering you a lifestyle that you can moderate that you can moderate because i believe that god trusts you he trusts you that's why he brought you on this earth he trusts you with his presence he trusts you with this body that he's put you in. And I know you may not like some things about it. I know there are things I don't like about mine, but it's the vehicle that he's given us, and he trusts us with it. He trusts us with that body. And so we want all of those bodies to come together to this house music soul experience. Again, seven to nine is happy hour. That's a time for you to network, talk, chill. Just take a woosa after leaving work. And then from nine to two, we are hitting the dance floor and we are getting into movement simulating what it is that we do as creatives. We keep it moving, we keep it moving and you'll be able to leave some things on the dance floor, leave depression, leave fear, and hopefully connect with people that will push you to that next space and you will leave revived. I shared a while ago that I went to an event in Brooklyn, New York called the Soul Summit and I left there feeling like I had been baptized in church church again in water. I was literally wet. But then also uh, there's something that took place because I believe that all of the people in that space were just open and just free and just wanting to live and just just breathe. And I believe God actually breathed on that. So we welcome you, all of you, each and every one of you to come and be a part of this experience. Rain or shine, we are going to be there uh, at the underbar in Harlem New York. Again, that's going to be featuring DJ Frankie Paradise. And if you want more information, please follow me on Instagram at delvinugene.reese. Again, that's at delvinugene.reese. I'm so excited about this event. I really, really am. So let's get right into it. Um I think as I said, many probably were drawn to this particular podcast because of the title. Um, and I'm really, really excited. To share this because, again, as I said, I believe it's going to be an experience or an episode that is going to free quite a few people. Uh, it's going to liberate some. It's going to take the burden off many people's back and cause them to walk in a positive place, a positive heart, a, a fulfilled space. And I'm so, 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 so excited about what's about to take place, even just for myself. Um, So I'm ready to share. God, let's do this thing. So uh, as you um, saw, the title uh, was HIV positive, a status, not the promise again, HIV positive, a status, not the promise. So not long ago, I was faced with one of the hardest days of my life, a day that would literally change the trajectory of my life. If I could say it like that, or wait, maybe not considering all things are intentional. I literally remember that day like it was yesterday. I had worked all day and I couldn't wait to get off to go home and just rest. But for some reason, I had this innate desire to search out a local organization. I could go to uh, on my way home to inquire about HIV and the prevention thereof because I had heard so much about it uh, during that time with um, some associates of mine. And then it was just so many things in the air about it. And I just felt that I was ignorant as it related to uh, the virus itself with me being a gay man. um, And um, yeah, so I remember searching for at least two hours. I even made calls to a few places trying to secure an appointment but to no avail so I honestly forgot about it and filed it away in my mind that I would get to it later so the day goes on I get off work I pick up a bite and I head to the house uh to rest as I said but then I realized oh shoot I have weeknight service at church and I told a friend that I was definitely going to be there so I decided you know what let me honor my word I'm going to go ahead and go to church so I ate My food really quickly laid down for a quick second, got dressed and then ran on to church. So I walk into the service and unbeknownst to me, it was World AIDS Day. So, again, I was at work, had not paid attention to the news, had no idea what I was working into. And again, I see all of the paraphernalia saying it's World AIDS Day. Well, Awesome. So the first part of the service was dedicated to that cause, which I thought was just powerful, powerful for the church to do something like this. Just just really powerful. So I salute them. Um, And the pastor stands up to introduce the calls and the speaker. He delivers a wonderful intro and a riveting introduction of the speaker. So much so we were all literally sitting at the edge of our seats in anticipation of what this young man would say. And and when I say young, he had to be at least three, four years younger than me, but just a, a normal guy. So pastor relinquishes the mic to the speaker. This young man and we applaud the speaker greets us preparing to share. And all of a sudden, pastor runs back to the mic, literally grabs the mic out of the young man's hand, interrupts him and says, oh, by the way, in lieu of this uh, national holiday or because we're here celebrating, we have set up with some of the local organizations uh, downstairs and we are providing HIV testing to those who would like to participate. Please feel free to go down at any time. The counselors are downstairs waiting to receive each of you. And then the speaker proceeded to speak. So, of course, I'm like, whoa, this is kind of interesting. Now, I would like to insert here, if I was able, that the speech was just as powerful as we expected. And it could have very well been, to be quite honest. However, the truth is, I never heard the speech because I instantly shut down and started thinking, why has this testing thing been on me all day? And why did the pastor have to interrupt the speaker like that? Like, this can't be ironic. And at that time, I wasn't in the everything is intentional mindset. So I'm trying to figure this thing out. And I'm like, what is happening? What what's going on? So, of course, I went down to the testing center. And there is where my life began again. So i go downstairs i take the test and i return to the service with the understanding my results would be ready by the end of the service it felt as though the service was four hours too long it felt like an eternity my friend i literally thought of everything my family what would mom and dad say think about me should this test come back positive me possibly not being able to have kids and of course that was ignorance then but what would people say or think if they were to turn out, if it were to turn out that I had this disease that our culture has made into the present day plague of leprosy? How could I date moving forward? Like who, how, and when would I tell someone if I dated, like when, when would I be able to trust someone with that information? And they still love me if I were positive and say they weren't. And at what point do I tell them that? Do I tell them the first day? Do I tell them 10 days afterwards? You know, considering they may not even be here. They may not may not even work out on general terms. But at what point do I tell them? So these are the kind of questions that are going in my mind. And who would empathize with me versus seeing me as an outcast or as a nasty person because of the stigma? Not even asking any questions. How long would I live? Would this be the cause of my death? Y'all, these were the questions I would ask. And, you know, in case this came back positive, would I begin to deteriorate right before my eyes? Would I ever be able to find love? I, I went right back to that again. And who would forgive my past transgressions? And here's the big thing. My lack of responsibility, because the truth is up to now, I had had sex unprotected before. So the likelihood of this happening, there was a possibility. But who would forgive my past transgressions, my lack of responsibility in all bold caps, lack of responsibility and still love me without judging me. So many questions and what felt like eternity. Yet there I sat, waiting in service. So service ends, I go down and the counselor calls me in a young man. He pulls out a sheet of paper and proceeds to read the report my heart drops and without any emotion and or visible concern he says to me sir you are positive he puts the paper down looks at me and says is there anything else i can do for you and me in shock i say to him no sir and in a split second i had to swallow my reality and prepare to face the world the world that viewed this as a death sentence a curse and a nasty scarlet letter of whore and just a plain nasty person. But it wasn't so much the world on the outside of these four walls that became the immediate problem. It was the fact I, in a split second, had to hear this life changing news from someone so cold and seemingly thoughtless while preparing to walk out into a fellowship hall full of people. So I forced a strong face to present as though my results were negative to escape the skepticism. And I beelined it to my car. I remember so vividly that it was raining that night. So by the time I got to the car, I just broke. And you couldn't tell it if you couldn't tell if you saw me, if it was raining or my tears covering my face, I was so broken, feeling so alone. And because of my ignorance at the time, I didn't know how long I had to live. But although these feelings were present, The only feeling and thought that mattered in that moment, which is why I was honestly crying, was me envisioning myself, telling my sweet mom that her son, her buddy, the one that she couldn't get off her leg when he was young, the one. That she couldn't peel from her soul, her heart and again, her leg was now a part of this stigma, this plague. Uh, I remember it like yesterday. My heart was so broken. So, pause. I must tell you this. About two years prior, I had just come out to my mom about being gay. Uh, And when I told her, her first question to me was, are you sick, son? And I replied emphatically, no, mom, because at that time I wasn't positive. And I said to her, I said, Ma, gay doesn't mean sick. So imagine this day, two years forward, all the grief that I had become a part of this stigma. And again, because of my lack of responsibility, because I did not protect this vessel, this instrument, this vehicle of God here on the earth. I was added to that group now and all because all because of irresponsibility. What a hard time for me, but I must point out since then and even that night, I was conscious not to mourn the consequences as though I was a victim trying to skirt my responsibility for the results I received. I chose and I choose to this day continually to own that while embracing this new life. And I got to tell you, remember mom? <laughs> so when I did tell her sometime later about my status, after telling my sisters who are health professionals, uh, just for my protection, should anything could have happened. Um, in mommy fashion with her huge heart, that woman, my love, my best friend, my anchor and my rock was just mom. No abnormal behavior. She just said, OK, and loved me and continued to love me. Now, I'm certain she has had a lot to deal with eternally, uh, both her dad and my family, those that know um, around this subject internally um, about me, the one that they care about. But she or they have never mentioned much about it since. And to be honest, I feel she's even been more open with me and uh, just about life in general since then. And I love it. I love her. I love them. I love my family. Um, I'm so grateful for their lives. So many may be asking, why am I sharing this? Well, I have said many, many times before that my life is not my own. My life is not my own. And I do realize that uh, there I I knew that there was going to come a day that I was going to share this. Not that I was going to be forced to share it, but that I was going to make a decision to share it. And somewhere along this path, I would know. When the time would be and recently i knew that it was time i knew that it was time and even when i shared it with my mom uh, about a year and some months ago um, i told her and i believe and i'm paraphrasing uh, i said ma i want you to know i want you to know because at some point i'm going to tell this story because i'm not going to be held bound to this and there's so many people that are dealing with the same thing that are living in it and that are living bound and i could not live bound and see others live bound. But at some point I wanted to liberate self. So then I could embrace others and have hands free to embrace others um, that would find themselves in the same space. And particularly those that will find themselves in the same space, but did not have the support system um, that I've had. Thank God. So I realize right now that um, this audience varies right now on this podcast. There are uh, there are those that uh, are stunned <laughs> that you know may have known me. They're stunned and shocked and like, oh, wow. There are those that, again, saw the title and you were driven here to find out exactly what I was going to say. Then you have a group that's totally ignorant to the virus itself. Um, and you're just like, Ugh, this is not good. Um, And then you have an impartial group that's just kind of like, whoa, what's going on here? But again, my life is not my own. And although no matter which category you fall in, you set through my story, the truth is you have your own. Maybe you're the guy, the gal who like me say and can say and honestly say I am positive. And you could connect with the myriad of emotions that I shared. And if that's you, I say to you, get up, my friend. Get up, my friend. Get up, my friend. I know you may feel shame and I know you may feel as though life has served you a bad way to go. But I want to be clear that is not the case and that even even in your worst mistake, God can use that mistake. Use that very same mistake to save your life for eternity. And I look at the story of Joseph, you know, I thought about this uh, sitting in church the other day. The speaker said something and he said that very thing that God can use your worst mistake, your irresponsibility. He can use that to save your life, a bad decision to save your life for eternity. And you look at, you know, we talk about the story of Joseph all the time, but we look at his brothers who threw him in the pit, who 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 railroaded him, who lied about him, who lied on him. But then we fast forward to where they came before Joseph again. And God spared their life as a result, because everything is intentional. Everything is intentional. It was unfortunate to Joseph that he was thrown in the pit, but it was intentional. For his brothers that they do so because there was going to come a day that they were going to have to stand before Joseph and Joseph was going to have to lend to them a land of plenty where they were once living in famine. So what am I saying to you? It's not over, my friend. It's a status, but it's not the promise. And then maybe you're the innocent bystander who has found yourself having to love someone like myself. And the others infected because you've chose to i'm talking about friends and loved ones who were not there when the bad decision was made but now you have to live with it too being the encourager or maybe you're the mom you're the dad you're the sister you're the brother you're the cousin who by blood you've been connected to a story without your permission and you're either trying to fight through your own issues with this stigma and what you believe and what you've heard or you're trying to sort through the how or You may even be in a space where you're just angry, like, why would they do this? How did they let this happen? And you just don't know how to shake it, although, you know, you love them, your loved one. And that's not debatable. And then there's the listener who has no regard for those who are dealing with this stigma or this mark of irresponsibility. So much so you find it easy To expose them every chance you get because you want them to feel the shame and pain all over again because you feel they're filthy and marred and they deserve it. And lastly, the group that is oblivious to the conversation as a whole. No matter which of these groups you represent. It's time, my friend. It's time, my friend. It's United Call today. I'm offering my life, this conversation, to say it is time we all unite in our hearts, positive hearts, inspired hearts, that no matter what decisions we've made, no matter what indiscretions we've made, no matter how much irresponsibility we've lent our lives to. It's not the promise. And that's where we have to unite positive hearts. You see, what we must never forget is we all share. We're all connected. We all share in heart. You see, if I hadn't learned anything else along this path called life, freedom is when we are able to be first honest and then empathetic. Freedom is when you are first able to be honest about your life, and then that type of freedom and that type of honesty then then lends itself to you being able to be empathetic with others. And I am, you know, I'm often cautioned now that I've learned that, that those that cannot be empathetic with others are typically bound somewhere in their life. Because when you have met freedom, when you've met the authority of God, when you have met The passion and the love of God that will cause you to sit in honesty, to sit in your truth, even when it hurts. But then you walk into this place of freedom after acknowledging who and what you are and the irresponsibility of your life. Then and only then do you get to walk into this freedom of empathy where you want to pass empathy to others because you realize if not for grace if not for me being converged to this moment where I get to admit to myself and be honest about where I am, if it weren't for that moment, grace, then I too would be living in condemnation as well. And so today, I want us to wake up. I want us to unite. I want us to not look at anything, HIV being the topic today, but that we don't look at anything as a stigma, but we look at it as, you know what? That, too, will become treasure along the path for no matter which group you fall in, as I described a little while ago, each person, no matter who you are on whatever part of this scale, each of us can be afforded their own moment of truth. But more importantly, we must be prepared to release empathy after honesty, empathy to not feel written off. Empathy to feel considered, empathy to experience grace, empathy to be empowered by knowledge, empathy toward understanding, empathy from the bounds of shame, empathy in forgiveness. This is what we must offer everyone that we come in contact with. Empathy. And not only empathy to others, but I think what's most important, especially with the group, the first group that I defined, that you are living HIV positive. Now, I need you in this moment to extend empathy to yourself. You've been honest. You've been transparent with yourself how this has happened. You've removed the victim mentality. And then some those of you that um, have experienced this and received it as a victim. Um, my thoughts and heart go out to you, but I want you as well with this group to understand that everything is working together for your good. It's working together, my friend, for your good. So today I open this treasure, my journey, my life to tell you, all of you in this space, it's time to free yourself, time to free your neighbor, time to free your family member it's time to embrace that one it's time to ask for forgiveness for how this lack of responsibility has infringed upon someone else's life or how this lack of empathy has broken those that are carrying this stigma it's time to ask for forgiveness it's time to give yourself the room to walk in grace to walk in God, to walk in love. It's time that we unite with positive hearts. So I want to close with this. I want to close with this. Uh, It's a little story that I came across. And this is for each of us. And whatever way it speaks to you, I want you to hear it. So sometime later in that day, a simple man went up to a city for one of the local festivities or festivals. Now, there was in this city near the main pool area. There was a main pool in this area which was surrounded by a long open hallway with columns. So think uh, Roman times, if you will. And here at this pool lie a great number of disabled people, distressed people, sick people, the blind, the lame, the paralyzed, the HIV positive. But one stuck out in particular who was there and had been, as they called them in this space, an invalid for at least about 38 years of his life. Yep, you heard me right. He was called an invalid. This is what they call this group of people that sat right outside, right outside this pool area. And don't get mad at me, my friend. I'm just relaying the story and telling you how the culture was set up. Uh, it was Again, the stigma was that these people were invalid. that They did not matter, that their feelings did not matter, that the, their person did not matter. They were called the invalid. So when this simple man was saw, when he was seen rather the invalid and y'all, I can't with this invalid. You know, um, it's amazing to me, like who would call people that? But that's what they they called him, uh, the invalid. When they saw this man lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time, he simply asked. He simply asked. This person, this person was walking by. A simple man saw this invalid man lying there and learned that he had been there. An everyday man saw this man, the invalid, lying there and learned that he had been in this condition for a long time. And so the simple man asked the invalid man. Do you want to be well? Do you want another perspective? Do you want to have a positive outlook on life? And I can imagine in my own head, um, out of my own tongue, laugh out loud, I, honestly, I, I'm sure he was asking out of sincere concern, but I'm sure he wanted to ask like, yo, do you want to be free or not? Nah? Like, what what are you going to do? We, you know, know, the truth is you are paralyzed. You're here. You are HIV positive. But do you want a positive life moving forward? This is what the simple man paraphrasing was saying to this invalid man based off of what culture called him. So the invalid man says, sir, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. When I'm trying to get in, someone else goes down ahead of me. They totally ignore me and won't even help me. I got to say that again. The invalid man says to the simple guy who's there asking him, does he want a positive life moving forward? The invalid says, sir, I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred. While I'm trying to get in, someone else is going down ahead of me. They Totally ignore me because I'm invalid and won't even help me. Then this simple guy said to him, listen here, buddy, get up. Stop this victim mentality. Pick your own mat up. And get in the pool and then walk. And at once the man was persuaded and healed. He picked up his mat and walked. Now, keep in mind, the day on which this took place was a special day in that culture. So even after the man picked up his bed and walked, even after the man made a decision, after meeting this simple man along the path and he made the decision that, you know what? I have enough inspiration and I'm motivated enough to get up from under this bondage myself. I don't have to wait for anybody to put their hand out to set me free. I, as the invalid one based on culture, have made a decision today that today this type of bondage ends and I am going to throw myself into the water, cleansing off everything from the past. And then I'm going to pick up this mat, pick up this paralyzed state, pick up this disease state, and I am making a conscious decision to walk into a positive life, a life full of empathy. So that everyone that I touch moving forward will understand that if I could, they can. So the leaders, the people of that culture, after he had made this decision and was physically walking in a positive mentality, free from what people would think while carrying this thing on his back they said to him sir invalid man we see you but be reminded today is a special day and the law the law and if i could say it like this our thoughts what we feel about you forbid you to walk and carry your mat. in other words We don't care that you are living a positive life. We don't care that you've gotten up. But please know that we understand and we'll never let you go in our minds. We'll never let you go. We'll never let you go. Because it's the law. It's time for you to pick up your mat and walk, my friend. For those that are living with HIV, I'm saying to you, join me, (laughs) Delvin Eugene Reese, a positive black man, HIV positive black man. I have picked up my mat. I have chosen to walk a positive life with a positive heart because I realize HIV. Me having HIV is only a status. It is not the promise. It's time to be free, my friends. It's time to be free. And let me be very clear. I'm not saying you have to verbally confess to everyone that you're positive as I have. This was just my time along the path because I have made my life an inspirational sacrifice, hopefully to give life to one if for no one else. And this was just my time. I felt it and I was assured by the adversary of my soul that it was time. And let me tell you how you will know when it's time for you, if and when it's time for you, whenever the adversary of your soul, and I'm not talking about people, I'm talking about any and everything that's opposing your freedom, that is the adversary. So when it, the adversary of your soul starts raising its head to try and make you live in bondage and hidden and you feel the tug of war and you almost can taste the fight between freedom and bondage, you must shout. From the mountaintop and you will be able to say free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty. Thank God Almighty. And I want to give thanks to the adversary of my soul because they both have led me here. And I am now free at last. I'm free at last. I'm free at last. I'm no longer bound to the thoughts and the laws of culture. I am free in my soul and now I can walk in empathy and now this freedom can become contagious to others and hopefully inspire others to walk in freedom as well. Remember, my friend, everything is not going to feel good, but everything about this life is intentional. Everything, everything. And everything is working together for our good. Everything is treasure. If we will learn how to drain the jewels from the experience. That's what I want you to do, my friend. Drain the jewels. Pick up your mat. Jump in the pool. Cleanse yourself from guilt, shame and fear. And walk in freedom. And there are going to be many standing to the side, judging and making judgments because They see the mat, but I want you to know freedom is worth it. Freedom is worth it. I love you, my friend. I love you, my friend. Free yourself. Free your family. Free those that have went through this. Live in empathy. Live in empathy. Live in empathy. Embrace everybody and walk in intentional love. I love you, my friend. I love you, my friend, each and every one of you that are on this space, no matter what group you're falling on. in, I love each and every one of you and I appreciate you joining me here on this episode. this life changing episode, this freedom door. I'm grateful that you've joined me. I love you. I love you. I love you. And I am praying for you that you will find all the freedom that has been afforded to you. May you go, do, be. This is soul work. I love you so much. Have a great day. Bye bye.
0: Thanks for listening to the Village People Podcast with Delvin Eugene Reese. If you like what you just heard, we hope you'll pass along this podcast channel and our web address, themendlifestyle.com. Inviting your family, friends, and colleagues on the journey of a lifetime. Also, be sure to check out our archive section to hear other motivational podcasts. Again, thank you for listening. Join us next time for another edition of the Village People Podcast, a Mend Lifestyle production. See you soon along the journey.